Okay, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Friday, December the 3rd, 2021, and we do actually have quite a bit to cover for you folks today. For those watching uh, visually on YouTube, you might notice I got a little bit of a, a different uh, attire or toque uh, on today. Um, it's getting a little cold where I am, so uh, with that being said, let's jump right into it. Unfortunately, we're going to have to cover some things pertaining to COVID, but we're going to get that out of the way in the first minute or two, and then um, we're going to cover global events and things like that that we all really like to, you know... Uh, analyze and see what's going on. So let's jump into it. So first off, Germany has imposed a nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated. Um, okay, so and I quote, the upcoming compulsory vaccination is the biggest political breach of promise in the history of the Federal Republic of Germany, end quote, says the former editor in chief Julian Reichelt of Bild, which is uh, B-I-L-D, which is a, a very big uh, publishing uh, organization in Germany, from my understanding. Again, there's a lot of individuals that seem to be resigning, and we're going to be covering that in the upcoming points that seem to be very, very pressing pertaining to COVID. Like, again, they're resigning, and on the mainstream media side of things, no one's asking any questions whatsoever. You know what I mean? They're just, oh, well, uh, they're not even reporting it. Um, we have, for example, uh, uh, some uh, individuals um, in Germany that are very high up in the uh, higher echelons of the healthcare system, and, you know, they're responsible for making the decisions of German infrastructure for pertaining to healthcare, even before COVID rolled around and one of those individuals predecessors i don't remember the exact position but one of their predecessors who passed away in 2016 or 2017 a young gentleman from my understanding passed away from i believe some type of disease uh, may he rest in peace had literally made a speech literally warning about this exact type scenario and the speech from my understanding was made in only in the last five to ten years shortly prior to this gentleman's death so again i mean it, it just goes to show you, right? I'm not trying to push my opinion onto you folks, but I think we all are in agreement in this particular regard. Um, the next thing is that the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is ready to retire the word transitory to, to describe inflation. Basically, again, like... I, that's not good in any metric. However you want to look at that, however you want to perceive that, that is not good in any way, shape, or form. You don't need to be an economist to figure that out, if you want my opinion, folks. Again, the same way that they're changing now the definition of vaccine, take that as you will, the same way now they're, they're ready to retire the word transitory in terms of, you know, this is a transitory economy. No, I don't think it is. I think it's a shit economy, at least in the West, with respects to what they're focusing on, right? So again, that's just my opinion, but that's what's uh, what's been said by Miss Yellen there. Take that as you will. The next thing is that the United Nations headquarters in New York was surrounded by police responding to a man with an armed shotgun shortly after it was discovered and updated to the public that an armed man who prompted a lockdown at the United Nations headquarters in New York is currently in custody, according to police. Again, again, you know... It, I don't, uh, it's sad to see these things. I don't look at it any, regardless of where in the world it is. Um, again, we could argue, you know, the UN is generally an assembly of warmongers and things like that, but that doesn't mean that one individual should go and do this. Um, there doesn't seem to be any type of message behind this political motivation, ideological motivation, religious motivation, very possible. But again, I look at this as just human on humans creating that type of catastrophe, whether you have an issue with the UN or whether you're just genuinely crazy, either way, doesn't it doesn't help anything. So the next thing is that Biden's COVID zone or his, you know, like his top COVID chief says, quote, everything is on the table, end quote, when asked about a vaccine mandate for domestic travel within the U.S. Well, I mean, it's already happened here in Canada. You got to be mandated to travel domestically in Canada as of two days ago. So I don't know. 
I mean, at this point, I'm not, I'm not ruling that out either, truthfully. The next thing is that Austria's Chancellor Schallenberg has announced his resignation. The Interior Minister may in fact replace him. Um, and also Austria's Finance Minister Blumel has also resigned. Again, this is what I mean. Not even just within the West, but within Europe, it's barely being reported. Uh, you look around and you wonder why they're resigning. Again, the FDA executives, uh, you know, all, all these things. You just got to look at it on a global level. Um, it, it's very interesting. Uh, and that has not, that even has nothing to do with the resignations pertaining to the Glenn Maxwell trial. We don't even know if there's any resignations pertaining to that uh, in terms of the, the connections that could be the case. So again, when... <laughs> Let's just, put, let's just put it this way. There's a lot of things going on, folks. Um, the next thing is that Prime Minister Jean Castet has summoned a health defense council for Monday to decide on new COVID restrictions and measures in France. I don't know for what. I mean, truthfully, I'm not... Okay, fine. To be fair, I'm not on the ground there, so I'm not going to sit here and say I, I know what's going on there. But again, I think from a global perspective, putting aside the anecdotal uh, you know, evidence and what have you, we can, we can argue very strongly it's not necessarily needed per se. And actually, isn't it ironic that, again, these, these world governments use anecdotal evidence to justify things, but then when we try and you know even have a simple conversation about the opposing side of not being vaccinated, they say, no, 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 you're using anecdotal evidence. The second that we we use that they, they say no like again cheap parlor tricks cheap parlor tricks the next thing is that biden says that he will do everything in his power to help the fda approve vaccines for children under the age of five i don't like that at all there's too many issues with that i don't care if it's republican or democrat there should be no uh, the fda is supposed to be a neutral um uh again food and drug administration commission if you will a neutral body we all know that that's not really the case but again big pharma's already in there we don't need the white house getting in there too in my opinion just my take but the next thing is that the uh, new, um, excuse me, the Ameca humanoid robot engineered by um, a company called Engineered Arts is set to make its debut at CES 2022. It looks pretty damn real, which just makes you think about the other things we talk about on the show pertaining to what they have, you know, in the, the real, real secretive deep underground military based technologies, right? So again, maybe some of that technology has come from drop feeding from below. It's hard to say, but either way, you got to see this robot, folks. The video of this is pretty, I mean, it's like, whoa. I mean, you could sort of, you could tell it's robotic, but it's like it's getting closer to those more, closer and closer to those more uh, fluid mannerisms, if you want to call it. So again, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Let's put it that way. The next thing is that the U.S. economy has added only 210,000 jobs in November, a gigantic miss to the 550,000 expected. Again, going back to what Janet Yellen, uh, the Treasury Secretary, said about transitory no longer, you know, being the word. Maybe that's why, because they're missing targets like crazy. I mean, I look, I'm not saying Trump was a saint, but I can't help but think that if Trump was in there, maybe the economy would have been doing much better. He probably would have not been as strict with the mandates. But again, we can also argue very strongly that if it's the uh, the big pharma industrial complex, the military industrial complex, guys, if they're the ones pushing this compulsory vaccination, not just in America, but globally, Again, not not in the formal proper channels of what goes on on the surface, but you know behind the scenes pulling the strings. Then I would dare to say that Trump wouldn't have been able to stop it. But again, it's up for speculation because we don't know what he would have done, right? I'm just speaking on economic relations. The next thing is that the IMF, the Interna International Mo Monetary Fund, excuse me, has urged the U.S. Federal Reserve to speed up policy tightening amid a rising inflation risk. <sighs> 
you see there's a there's a lot of proposals you know you got alex jones out there proposing that uh, you know this is a one big uh, deliberate you know um collapse of the world economy to sort of reset it all i don't i'm not ruling anything out folks i'm really not at this point i think it's too early to tell but this is just my opinion i think things are too all over the place and it's such a complex system relative to even how humans operate so the next thing is that china is set to create a rare earth giant by combining three state-owned firms to maintain its worldwide dominance again tit for tat it's a strategy let's see what happens i don't see anything wrong with that on the surface um i don't see china doing this out of desperation per se so look let, let's see what happens maybe they're, they're doing this to enforce some strategic goals and objectives and i'm sure that's what that is the next thing is that biden was asked how why he sounds so sick um he actually did when he held a press conference and he said and i quote i have a one and one and a half year old grandson um who has a cold and who likes to kiss his pop he'd be kissing my anyway but it's just a cold uh end quote yeah so i mean take that as you will i'm not trying to make him sound bad but he was literally coughing that entire speech you couldn't not notice so the same way he fell asleep at cop 26 climate summit what can i say it's not it's not even people making fun anymore it's, it's literally that um, the next thing is that Biden's COVID response team has said to protect the American people, and I quote, we must ensure that the rest of the world gets vaccinated, end quote. Yeah, you see, you give, them an, you, give them a, you give them an inch and they take a mile, excuse me. Again, this is what I mean, right? The next thing is that the Turkey, now, the, sorry, the Turkey Central Bank, we're now going to be going to global events. Turkey Central Bank has intervened again to shore up the embattled lira. For the second time this week, Turkey Central Bank has dipped into its precious foreign exchange reserves and sold dollars to prop up the lira. Again, I... I I, I, the only people that suffer are the everyday Turkish individuals, in my opinion. I don't know what Erdogan has uh, up his sleeve, if he even does, if this is a strategic move, or again, if there are foreign adversaries crashing the Turkish lira and he's being forced to so, sort of retaliate in a financial sense, and then he will then use uh, intelligence, cyber, covert operations to counter those individuals at a later date. Again, it's speculation, but we have to consider these things. Um, the next thing is that the UAE has bought a record 80-80 French Raf uh, Rafale jets in a $19 billion arms deal. The signing of the deal comes as French President Emmanuel Macron begins a two-day trip to the Gulf during which he will also visit Qatar and Saudi Arabia. Again, it's the timing of it. Look, he's, he's going to head over to speak to them, even though he may not be speaking to the uh, certain partners that don't value each other respectively. You know, the nice deal is signed. Again, uh, you know, everything looks good. He's on his way over there. It's just business. It's the way things are done, except at a much larger level. It's all relative in scale, right? It's the same thing as if, you know, you, you bought your friend a, a, a gaming system or whatever, or they bought something from you. They bought it from you. You're going to go over there. You're going to say hi. You know this. You know what I'm saying? Like, show that appreciation. It, again, I'm sure there's much more to this meeting than that, but you see what I'm saying. Um, the and what I'm trying to give you an example here of folks is just to show you that again even at the highest levels of, of, of negotiations there's no there's nothing new to the way in which humans behave and negotiate that's again we think we used to think that they have something up their sleeve and they're always smart no it's just cheap parlor tricks generally the next thing is that the Lebanon minister Kor, uh, Kordahai has resigned to resolve Saudi Arabia dispute uh, information minister had caused diplomatic fracas after uh, airing of comments in which he criticized Saudi-led military campaign in Yemen again if you get caught on tape and it leaks i would dare to argue very strongly in my opinion just my opinion but this was an intelligence operation to get him to uh to to, to resign um it happens all the time you catch him saying something you leak it to the press simple they're done they can't afford for them to stay in that position because of how it looks and it might damage further negotiations on any uh, a given objective or point in time that that's what will happen um 
It's unfortunate, but it's the reality. The next thing is that the Libyan court has reinstated Saif or Saif Gaddafi as presidential candidate. A court in Seba has overturned the Electoral Commission's decision to nullify Saif al-Islam's candidacy for the December polls. Again, assuming this was this process was done in a in a formal way. Um, me being a Canadian here in the West, I'll just tell you now from my perspective, who am I to judge if if that if who or should who should or should not run? Presuming this was all done legitimately. Right. The next thing is that the Iran chief, Iran's chief negotiator says nuclear proposals, quote, cannot be rejected, end quote. Uh, Ali Bagheri Khani tells Al Jazeera that Iran will submit a third proposal once the first two are accepted and insists that all nuclear-related U.S. sanctions should be removed immediately. I, I understand where they're coming from, um, and I'm not trying to defend them. They've committed very, very horrible things, atrocities against everyday people, you name it. The Iranian government, not the Iranian people. I want to be very clear about that now because I have many friends that are Iranian. So, again, great people. Um, but to be fair, though, so has the U.S. So has, I mean, to be fair, so has the government of Canada, right? So, again, it comes down to very complex on, on the global scale. But, you know, the U.N. and all that, do they even should they even have a right of, you know, deciding what Iran does or doesn't have? I mean, look... If you want my opinion, truly deep down, they all have nukes, and this is all a theater, but... The next thing is that ISIS has committed war crimes at the Mosul prison, the UN investigation has found, at least, or ISIL, but same thing. At least 1,000 predominantly Shia prisoners were executed by ISIS, or ISIL, at Iraq's Badush Central Prison in June 2014, UNITAD says. Again, yeah, th they did that, and, and so what? Again, I can't help but, I mean, not so what as in the people they killed. I mean, as in, okay, this was done in 2014. It's being reported now that I can't help but think has to do with a larger sort of narrative or intelligence agenda to divert a Middle East policy in that regard. The, like, I, as I always say, the only people that suffer are the innocent Shias that got killed in this particular case, presuming they were innocent. You see what I mean? So... Um, let me clarify, when I said so what, I didn't mean about the innocents or the ones that died. I meant about them finding this investigation from something back in 2014. Again, you don't think the CIA knew about it back then? Of course they didn't. So why is this coming out now? Again, could it be for the push of some type of agenda? We got to think of that. We really do. The next thing is that Twitter has removed nearly 3,500 state-backed propaganda accounts. At least Twitter claimed that most of the accounts were allegedly linked to the CCP's narrative over its treatment of Uyghurs in Yin Yang. Um, uh... Again, presuming that's legitimate, so be it. Twitter's a private company, but this becomes that, again, that, that conflictual sort of debate, if you will, which is that, you know, again, especially with the new uh, gentleman taking over as CEO and, and, and all that, like, again, because so many people use it, who are they to be the moral arbiter of things and, you know, this and that. Again, it's hard to say. I'm not saying in this particular case. I'm just saying in general, whether it's account removal, whether it's censorship. Again, it, it, it's it's difficult. It's not an easy thing to, to figure out, if you will. The next thing is that the WHO says the Omicron variant is in 38 countries, but no deaths have been reported. And a spokesperson for the WHO says the vaccine makers are commendable for planning to adjust COVID-19 jabs to protect against Omicron variant. No, they're commendable when they stop making the stupid amounts of profit. That's when I would commend them, truly, if they were making everyday money just like you and I, because then you would know that their interests would be more likely to be aligned with the benefit of humanity. But you, God forbid we have that, right? <laughs> again, just being sarcastic in that, that the latter part of that, but you know what I mean. Um, again, and look at the American media. Right away, jump to emotion. Don't look at the data of Omicron, from my understanding. Just, you know, we got to lock down and we got to be safe. That's it. The next thing is that a Libyan court, excuse me, uh, my apologies, uh, OPEC uh, sticks with um, OPEC and their other allies have sticks with current oil production plan despite Omicron. Uh, they're sticking with its current plan to adjust crude oil output um, by an additional 400,000 barrels a day in January. 
again, just goes to show you just the same way that we manage our own finances. It's the same thing on the higher levels of the plant of, of, of the world with humans. And we see now again that it's not so sophisticated what these guys at the top do. It's actually the opposite. They're just greedy. And again, they all just curate things. So when we thought that politicians have some special in or special no, Nah, it's not what we thought it was, right? The next thing is that the African Union Health Watchdog, uh, CDC, appeals for calm over Omicron. The head of the African Union's Health Watchdog has urged moderation in the world's reaction to the new COVID variant. Exactly. So why is the Western media, I don't know about European media yet, um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, these lockdowns, I'm sure they're using Omicron to justify it, but I'm not on the ground there, so I don't want to say. I'm sure many of you are, uh, but at least in the West, I mean, they're jumping right to, boom, scare, 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 don't look at the data this time around, just another variant, too bad. Again, the uh, take that as you will. The next thing is that a Sri Lankan factory manager was lynched and set on fire in Pakistan. Uh, Prime Minister Imran Khan says he will personally oversee the investigation into the horrific vigilante attack. I mean... Assume, uh, th- that's just so sad to see, and I'm good, uh, happy to see the Prime Minister will personally look into this. Look, there's a small, small part of me, some of you folks might be saying, Dave, you shouldn't think like this, but there's a small part of me that likes to think every so often things like this do end up, you know, people end up getting justice in this regard, because again, it has nothing to do with intelligence, or at least so we think, has nothing to do with a larger esoteric agenda. I'd like to hope and think... Again, this is glass half full, Dave, talking here, but you know that that something that the, the people who did this are brought to justice. Truly, um, the next thing is that Talib, the Taliban has banned forced marriage of uh, women in Afghanistan. The Taliban chief, in a decree, says that w- women should not be considered property and must consent to marriage. This is great progress, assuming it's not bullshit. But yes, this is great progress. And I'm not saying that towards the Taliban specifically, because other world governments bullshit all the time. They still do now. I mean, look at the West. Look at Europe, right? So, I mean, to be fair, we who are we to judge, right? So, again, assuming this is legitimate, good to see. I believe last time I, I checked, the age of consent, according to the Taliban's rules, was 16. I mean, that's that's a little bit... um, that, That's, that's again, up for debate. That's not for me to say uh, that everyone's got their own views on age of consent. I know that's a bit of a touchy topic, but, you know, if not discussed, then who will? So, the next thing is that Alec Baldwin says that he's not responsible for the fatal movie set shooting. He said he did not pull the trigger when the gun fired, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the Rust film set. He also said that his career might be over as well. Again, it's taken a deep mental toll on the guy but to be fair i mean if i'm being honest with you folks karma's a bit of a bitch the guy was never exactly known to be the nicest guy out there either so again you know it it depends on how you look at it from a philosophical and moral and ethical perspective did he always turn a blind eye to all the things that tom cruise allegedly did and you know because he said on howard stern i all these things about tom cruise I, i don't know but when i'm on set with him we have a blast man so again they all turn a blind eye so to speak just like the movie eyes wide shut whether it's with the harvey weinstein thing tom i mean again so it all comes down to, to, you know, ethics and morals in that regard. I don't think any of them are innocent per se. If anyone really wanted to make a difference, they would have spoken up. And again, I'm sure the ones that have have mysteriously died and whatnot. So again, it goes down that rabbit hole, so to speak. The next thing is that the top U.S. general says Russia activity. By the way, speaking of Baldwin, if he pulled the trigger or not, I don't know what to believe in that regard. Um, general Mark Milley says Russian military moves around the country are enough to trigger a lot of concern um, in Ukraine. Again, take that as you will. The next thing is that the son of Panama's ex-president pleads guilty in a U.S. corruption case. Luis Enrique Martinelli has pleaded guilty to money laundering in a scheme involving Brazil conglomerate Odebrecht. Hopefully I said that correctly. Again, it's it, it just, it, again, cheap parlor tricks, basic money laundering. Some of them get caught, some of them don't. It's tit for tat. Maybe some this was revealed in some regard of an intelligence uh, in, in, uh, incursion, if you will, as part of the case. Some evidence was brought from intelligence agents. Maybe not. Maybe this was legitimately, you know, fluid and, and, and uh, 
proper uh, case, if you want to call it. The next thing is that the Argentina former president Macri has been charged in a spying case. Macri is accused of overseeing an operation spying on the families of 44 sailors killed in a Navy submarine sinking. Again, maybe he wanted to keep people quiet, and this is exactly why, uh, how and why problems arise. The, um, the, 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 this is exactly what I mean here, folks, right? So again, when we take a step back and we look at all of this, I, I, I really cannot help but think ultimately that, again, it, it's, it's just, it's, they think they're going to get away with it. They're willing to take the chance. And again, as they, as the, 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 the saying goes, um, if you can't take the heat, then don't be in the kitchen, so to speak, right? So, um, the next thing is that Lithuania has asked the European Union for help in the, a Chinese trade dispute or a China trade dispute. Uh, tensions between China and Lithuania have escalated since Taiwan opened a representative office in the Baltic nation's capital last month, something Beijing deems disrespectful to Chinese sovereignty. Again, it's all it's this ego crap, man, with these again, this is what I mean. It's cheap parlor tricks by these elites at the top with their big egos and just yada, yada, yada. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, this is exactly how bullshit drama starts, and this is exactly... I mean, it's drama. That's what it is. Global drama, in my opinion. And th this is exactly why aliens look at this and go, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So, again, take that as you will. I Look, I understand both perspectives. I don't want to get into the details of it, but, again, this whole thing of this is our land, our sovereignty. Dude, we're on one planet. We're on one freaking planet. You know how many things are else, uh, also are out there? And you shouldn't be trying to claim those either. We should all just freaking share. I know it's much easier said than done, but... Um, the next thing is that Hun Sen, Cambodian leader for 36 years, has backed his son to secede him or to succeed him. Prime Minister says he supports his 44-year-old son Hun Manet to take over the leadership through an election. Again, I, I saw the picture and it literally looks like uh, of the father-son looks like typical quote-unquote what I call legal corruption. Just hand me down, keep the family power going. Why? Because what else are we gonna do? You know, it's not, you know, whatever. I was just going to say, it's not like we can try and actually make a difference, but, you know, if they try, they'll get killed. So, it, whatever. You know what I mean. The next thing <laughs> is that an Italian man who wanted a COVID vaccination certificate without getting the jab turned up his vaccine, uh, turned up for his vaccine with a fake arm, officials say. The man in his 50s arrived for a shot with a silicone mold covering his real arm, hoping it would go unnoticed. Hey, that's, that's, a, it's worth a shot. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I mean, why not? Give it a, give it a chance. Um, I'm not trying to encourage any illegal activity. I just want to be very clear here, but funny nonetheless, creative. The next thing is that police in the U.S. state of Oregon are investigating the poisoning of eight gray wolves found dead by officials uh, earlier this year. F uh, five wolves uh, were discovered near Mount Harris in February, followed by another three later. Tests have later confirmed that a poisonous substance had in fact killed the wolves. Again, it's sad to see these things that humans do such depraved things and whatnot, um... You know, my mind immediately jumps to alien experiment, you know, selective confirmation bias, if you want my opinion. But, you know, again, we, we can only speculate on what this is. I just wanted to bring it up because it seems to be a very pressing story that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's spreading all over the world. So the uh, final thing is that... Uh, the debt collectors are now allowed to contact Americans on social media and by text message, according to new rules enacted by a U.S. agency this week. The rule from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, opens the door for creditors to slide into the DMs of millions of Americans who have loans. Critics say the messages could be lost online or led to invasions of privacy and a proliferation of new scams. Advocates say the change is a simple update to rules created in the 1970s. Again, take that as you will. I find that, um, I mean, I, I do, truthfully, if I'm being, if I'm trying to be neutral down the middle, I see both sides of that I really do because if debt collectors were allowed to call you on telephones, call your home phone, 
I could see why, in pure theory, legal theory, this would why this wouldn't not translate over or transition over into just the more modern, uh, you know, apparatuses. Especially if debt collectors have a tough time. I mean, a lot of them are scammers. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them are very scummy. Um, but for the the odd one, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I, I I know how this sounds. But for the odd one that's generally trying to recover some money and when what have you. Again, if you're calling someone's phone or their home phone, a lot of people don't even have home phones nowadays. You know what I mean? People have their phones on do not disturb. Those type of modes where you could block. So I I fully understand why they would want to access social media because people are just not even picking up those calls and continuing to scroll scroll through Instagram. So again, I see that, but then I also see the other side of things too, like, oh my God, we we can't even have a privacy in our own lives, so to speak. So again, I'm not saying what's right or wrong, but I do see both sides of that. With that being said, everyone, we got a fantastic public episode coming out later today. We got some stuff for the members coming out, of course, uh, for both the public and the members over the course of the weekend. We got a lot of great things coming and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.